on, ladies, for the love of improv, improv, for the love of improv, improv, for the love of improv, improv. We love improv. I really, I really like improv, you guys. You might do for the love of improv, really. Yes, really. Every time I hear that intro, I'm like, we are such dorks, but I love it. We are dorks, and that is one of the great things about improv, is we can all be dorks together. Yes, yeah. Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of For the Love of Improv, Woo-hoo. a podcast where we talk about how much we love improv. Yeah. What What are we doing here, Katie? Yeah, why are we doing this? Well, I don't know. I'm doing it because I love improv and I love to talk about it and why I'm doing it why it's like therapeutic and I like to talk to other people about how to do it better and I just yeah I'm rolling it like a pig in a pig pen (laughs) (laughs) yes I want more improv in my life Uh, more improv in my life as well as oh my gosh I am learning so much and this Reno improv community where Katie and I got our start is so awesome and I just want to soak up every little bit of knowledge and when we decided to do a podcast we're like we want our podcast to be something where other people can soak up that knowledge as well as a beginner intermediate even advanced people yeah and that brings up a good point too is that you know we don't pretend to be experts we are going to be learning and talking and knowing more about improv right along with you guys so we'll be inviting guests in to talk about it people who have taught improv hopefully we'll get some maybe even bigger names from out of town Mm. so it's gonna be awesome what else what else can our listeners listeners expect from our yeah well we have a couple segments that we're gonna do regularly just to make sure that there's some value there uh and also kind of the stuff i want to learn as well um we're gonna learn history Mm -hmm. we're gonna but it's not gonna be boring no not we're gonna (laughs) We're going to talk more about what people are saying, like what people have said in the past, how it applies today. Mm -hmm. It's going to be, it's going to be really interesting history segment as well as um, a word of the day. Just so we all know the lingo. Yeah. You know, so we're all talking the same language. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then we're actually going to also do some games just to lighten things up Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, invite our guests to warm up with us. So that should be fun too. Right. And as we do this podcast and grow it, we're really hoping that our community can be involved. So we've created a website. It's called fortheloveofimprov.com where you can go and see what upcoming guests are coming. You can help decide what the next topic is going to be. Oh yeah. And then they can ask questions too. And and we can, we can take questions from our listeners and ask our guests about them. So we want to know what you guys want, what you guys want to know about. Because we're all in this together. Yes. You know what I just realized, Katie? What? They have no idea who we are. We're just a couple of Oh, my God. We just totally totally just didn't introduce ourselves. Right. Well, that's because we are living, breathing improv, and so we are nameless. No, I don't know. That's just... I just totally made that up (laughs) because I'm an improviser. (laughs) No, actually, my name is Katie Welsh. Katie Welsh. What's your name? The Katie Welsh. Katie Welsh is a humble comedian. (laughs) That never says her name. Uh, that never says her name. Um, and and you are the famous. I am the famous Jesse Wicks. Wicks, the one and only, or the infamous, perhaps. Ooh, we perhaps. don't know yet. Yes, I am Jesse. You'll Wicks. have to listen. Yes, to find um, out. <laughs> yes, and as we go along, you'll learn a little bit more about who we are, and you'll grow to love us. Yeah, and I feel like we said we were going to keep this brief, and we didn't really. We did. A, it's not a good job, not but maybe this is a good time. Do we have anything else to no, tell us? Let's get started with our first guest. All right. Uh, today, our first guest will be Chris Thigpen. He's a local improviser, actor, filmmaker, comedian, etc., etc., uh, in Reno, Nevada. Uh, he owns his own creative agency, Ace Studios. Uh, he is a regular comedian at Reno Tahoe Comedy at the Pioneer Underground. Uh, and by the way, he just won second place at the There Goes the Neighborhood Comedy Contest. Woo-hoo. So, congratulations, Chris, there. And uh, he also improvises with me. 
uh, on our local team, and it's called All Things Considered, and we perform at Reno Improv uh, uh, regularly. Welcome, Chris. Ah, thank you for Yay. having me. It's such a pleasure. Golf clap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, you know, this is our very first uh, improv podcast, and you guys don't know who the heck we are yet. So we're going to include our introductions everyone today in our introductions and I'll go ahead and start what we're going to do is we're going to say our name our favorite jelly bean color or flavor, <laughs> color. Um, and also why did you show up at your first improv class and why did you stay there so we're going to get deep today Ooh. so let's let's start with Katie because I don't All feel right. like going first <laughs> okay let's just shove that ball right up in my face thank you Jesse um <laughs> Well, my name is Katie, and um, I hate to confess, but my favorite jelly bean flavor that most people hate is the butter popcorn flavor. Oh my god! I know. See why? So, but I am a proud uh, eater of that jelly bean. Well, so. well I, I judge you. I, I judge you harshly. Thank you. Thank you. And You're I, welcome. But in a good way. Thanks. Judging in a Thank good way. you. Yeah. There's such a like thing. How a valley girl judges everybody. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, so now, okay, so why did I show up to my first improv class? Uh, well, I have a start in stand-up comedy, so I originally wanted to try out improv because I like to stick to a script when it comes to stand-up comedy and uh so I wanted to work on what's called my crowd work and sort of my more spontaneity, spontaneous comic side, which is sort of uh, more terrifying to me. So I thought improv would be a good way to loosen me up to that. And I, I have to say that it really has. It's been a, a freeing experience. So I guess that's why I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like better now, improv or comedy? Ooh, that's tough. There's such two different animals, and I feel like that could be a whole uh, <laughs> podcast episode in of in a, of itself. But or we might get into that. some of that with Chris because he also does stand up. So, oh, um, I'm getting the uh, th like nope. It's your turn. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the ball thrown in my face the way I threw it in Katie's. Uh, okay, what goes so... around comes around. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, my name is Jesse. Jesse Wicks, and you know what? I'm a pretty traditional girl. My favorite is the watermelon color, not because of the flavor, but because I like to bite half of it off and look <laughs> at the colors because it's they're different colors. It's red inside, and it's just oh, true to form. It's wow. just you it's like just, to get deep with the, with not, the jelly bean. Right, it's, <laughs> <laughs> everything's deep for me. I I think too much. Uh, anyway, um, uh, you know what is also deep is my why I went to my first improv class. You know, I am a mother of two, and you know it. Sometimes it sucks. Um, I love my baby. That's not the response I I was expecting, <laughs> but it's real. So but it's real. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. It's, real. it's true. Well, when I had my. When I had my second kid, I became incredibly isolated, and I'm an extremely extroverted person. And what I was finding out was that that I couldn't talk to people any longer. Mm. And I was so isolated, and I was depressed. And I was like, you know what? I need to get out and do something that's going to force me out of my comfort zone. And so I came across the Reno Improv, and I was like, okay, this is something I'm going to force myself to do. I'm probably going to hate it and just go once. But as soon as I went... I met Chris Thigpen, among Hello. some other people, <laughs> and the very next day there was a workshop hosted by Mike Brown. He oh. works at the Pit in New York City. Oh, he did an guy. amazing, yeah. amazing uh, workshop, and it kind of made me fall in love, kind of like the Well, and that's where we, we met, by the way. You and oh, I. You, yeah, oh, we, we were, were all there. Yeah. This is yeah. this is where it all began. Thank you, my experience. friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we were born improv babies together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So there. That's me in a nutshell. Hi. Uh, so I. Uh, my name is Chris Lee Penn. Um, uh, you've done you. You already nailed everything. Uh, <laughs> it's like nothing else to say. Um, my favorite uh, jelly bean is... Um, I don't actually like jelly beans, oh, but uh, if, if it is... Uh, if I had forced. to choose, <laughs> if I yeah. was forced, um, there was a gun to my head. Um, I think I like lemon. Mm -hmm. 
Um, that was the last one I remember. <laughs> it was, like cleansing. It was cleansing. a cleansing. Um, I got a lot of vitamin C out of it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if this channel thing has like probably just a lot of properties. sugar. <laughs> it's just sugar. <laughs> I got 36 grams out of it um, of sugar. Uh, um, the reason why I um, I joined a uh, level one. Uh, for Reno Improv is um, I saw something uh, called Meetup um, and I was like oh cool I want to get back into um, so let me backtrack a little bit uh, when I got married I feel like uh, I wanted to kind of just give up on all those dreams um, it honestly, happens to the best of us it's, I understand it's true um, to be honest with you um, I was like I don't want to maybe maybe acting is not for me maybe all this other stuff is not for me. So I was like, oh, what's the next best thing? Uh, best thing is, uh, let me just open up a marketing agency. Sure. Um, <laughs> which Why has not? been quite uh, successful. But um, I felt like I was losing a piece of myself. Mm -hmm. um, so when I saw Meetup and I was like, oh, there's like-minded people. Maybe that'll spark something. Um, in the beginning, it didn't. Mm. I'm going to be honest. Really? Um, all it did was scare me. Mm. Um, what scared then, you about it? Uh I think being judged. Mm. You oh, so you feel judged. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I think I was just all in my head. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a psychopath. Um, <laughs> good, good to know. Good, good to, to know. know. Um, <laughs> just for your information. Uh, but I, I went back the second time, and it was during a playground. Um, and I got this wonderful feedback, and I felt supported. So before you move on, can you kind of just give a brief description of what playground is? I know you you're a good oh, one I'm, to ask because I'm, you yes. actually teach do, playground. So let's teach for those who may um, not know, uh, it's at Reno Improv mm -hmm. every Saturday at um, six thirty. I'm just throwing that out there because you know if you want to shop, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's a really great uh, place to just try out improv, just to and it's not even just you know learning improv. It's also about boosting your confidence. And really just hanging out with like-minded people mm -hmm. who won't judge you, who will support you. Mm -hmm. And I force people to clap. So, um, <laughs> and it's I'm all like, why aren't, you why aren't you clapping? Um, <laughs> I'm that kind of teacher. Um, <laughs> I will force you to support everyone. Um, and it, it really, it, it really is a loving space. Um, and if people are hateful or snide, um, they... They'll show up once, I notice, and then they just naturally go away. <laughs> and it's one of those environments where, like, you feel love and that negative energy just does doesn't, not belong there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nope, mm -hmm. it does not. Um, and that's what's so wonderful about Reno Improv. And I don't know how to thank um, Benjamin Craig, Aurora Bowles, uh, even Robert McGrath, uh, Vince Salvatore. Um, those guys have just done so much for me right. as far and as And those improv. are basically all the... Basically, all the founding members, mm -hmm. I think we can call them, right, yes. of Reno Improv. And that's where we all got our start. So we have much love for them. Oh, my yeah. gosh. So much love. <clears throat> when creating a space, too, that we can all feel comfortable to play yeah. And, yeah. And, and really have that community environment that and is grow. hard to find. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, my gosh. And grow. Mm -hmm. um, if it wasn't for Reno Improv, the reason why I kept coming back was I felt that support. And if it wasn't for Reno Improv, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be acting right now. Mm -hmm. I've I've literally booked so many auditions, which is amazing because uh, because of the confidence they've mm -hmm. given me. Right. Um, I I literally started comedy there, my comedy career. Yeah, there. Right. Um, they gave me a spot. They started doing open mic, um, and I don't know how to thank them because they gave me so much strength to be able to just not perform at their in like. On their stage, they gave me confidence to perform in other places. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. This yeah, is, no, it is I'm emotional. Sorry. No, um, it is, yeah. I, I really don't know how to thank them because of, like, the strength they've given me right. and the, just that confidence. Um, it's... I don't know how to repay them. Yeah. So I volunteer there so much. Right. They're probably getting tired of me. I'm like, oh my God, Chris is back. Right. Um, no, no. You've definitely become one of the main contributors there. So we all right. appreciate that too. And I mean, you know, you talk about, you know, the stand-up comedy and how you got your start there. And um, they did start. What I love about their once a month uh, open mic, and it's still happening. So if you ever want to try out stand-up comedy, 
it's a good place to start because it's it they extend that accepting yes loving supportive community which you know doesn't I'm just gonna say doesn't always exist in nope. every open mic you mm-hmm. know the comedy stand-up comedy world can be you know it's competitive which so mm-hmm. there's some natural you know not not as nice and touchy-feely rainbows and unicorns yeah but there they support you yeah so it's just it's a good place like you said you described with your story where to to gain confidence in it and then go out and try it and Mm -hmm. and know that yeah so that's awesome yeah for sure yeah I feel like it's done the same for me I know what you're saying when you when you get emotional about it because when you have that revelation where it's you kind of learn that who you are and what you put out there when is okay and when you go up some you're able to go up somewhere with vulnerability and then be accepted in that Mm -hmm. vulnerability which is what improv does somebody goes up and they says you know i'm holding a potato but until somebody else comes up and validates that that's a potato yeah you're just a crazy person holding your hand up in the air (laughs) pretending it's you feel that support you really do and that yeah and that it trickles into your real life oh yeah um i've become more kind yeah just saying i i'm not even i'm not even like i I used to be a cold-hearted bitch um (laughs) and then i i i you know i feel like reno improv has really showed me like real kindness Mm -hmm. what what human beings can really be and the potential to be Mm -hmm. there's so much to delve into in improv of like the underlying benefits Mm -hmm. of improv it's Mm -hmm. just amazing it's so beautiful yeah and i definitely i mean i agree too i mean um I don't know if I would go as far as a cold-hearted bitch, but like, <laughs> just maybe uh, like just a me. maybe like a Luke, maybe like a lukewarm. <laughs> and now I'm just on fire. It's like no, just tepid, tepid water. Uh. <laughs> no, but I mean, just the, the that that idea of um, you know, it taught me to to be. I always thought I was a tolerant person, mm. and then. I went to Reno Improv and I was like, no, this is pushing me to be even more tolerant and tolerant, not just of other people, but of myself. Too, yes, you know? absolutely. Um, so that has been uh, an awesome sort of self journey, if you will. Yeah, I feel like um, we all went through this. Like, yeah. This no. And I your journey. Totally. Um, I mean, I know it's like a cult at this point. We're yeah. all like, yes, we will follow the Welcome. Reno Improv. <laughs> You just have to pour your blood in. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to the rituals later. No, just kidding. <laughs> Here's a contract. Note. <laughs> Sign your name in blood. Yes. All right. Well, uh, shall we? Yeah. Shall we make it? Shall we transition to something slightly lighter? Yeah. <laughs> about, talking about our bleeding hearts oh. and souls. <laughs> This, uh, this podcast is going to get deep, you guys. Yeah. So just be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's start with a game. Okay. Let's yes. do a game. Yeah. Um, let's see uh, how this goes. I love games. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how this works on a podcast because right. it's like, I don't know, it might be super, but let's not be judgy, right? Yeah. This is what improv is, this ta- is what taught us. About. I'm already like right. judging it before it's happening. Right, so you guys judge Katie. really <laughs> see what the heck we're doing. So um, this is the unassociation game as I've named it. I don't know if it's named something else somewhere else. Forgive me. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to point to random objects. And since you can't see us, we're going to call out the actual name of that object. And then quickly, we're going to try and name it something completely unrelated to it. And the whole point is to go fast yeah, and speed, to, right? to okay. be able to come up with something totally unassociated with what you're looking at quickly. Um, so it probably might start out slow, and then once we get in the rhythm of it, pick it up. All right. All right. So this paper is a German flag. Um, my hair is a. Uh, my black hair is a uh, aerial mermaid hair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> This soda can is a time when I played on the playground when I was five. Deep. Deep. Holy crap. (laughs) Um, This carpet wallpaper. (laughs) It's weird that it is. (laughs) That really exists in the studio is a uh, homeless guy trying to cross the street. Uh, my green, uh, orange juice is, uh, a guitar that I neglect now. (laughs) (laughs) Story there. This pen is black licorice. 
Oh, oh. Damn. Actually, I like black licorice jelly beans. Oh, Just saying. interesting. Um, your glasses are a ferret. <laughs> a ferret, a single one. Uh, your cell phone is a it's a a, a used tampon. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, this microphone is a mustache. <laughs> this computer is a single carrot on the floor. Um. The frozen lunchbox that I see right now is a, a fallen eyelash on a lover. Oh, To be clear, that is uh, frozen uh, themed. Not actually, the lunchbox itself is not um, is not very cold. Uh, yes. Oh, right. The, like from the movie. From the movie. From yes. the movie. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, this improv nation is Britney Spears' crisis. <laughs> yes. Um, this lamp is a monster named Ted. Uh, this carpeting is lava. Um, this, the Kleenex box over there is, um, my ex-husband. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. So do you, a lot of do you, do you think, think that's enough? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That was good. fine. That was actually fine. Call it. All right. Okay. Um, so is... real quick brief debrief <laughs> just to be over analytical. All right. So what, and you can maybe talk about this, not to put you on the spot, but no, what, yeah. what is the purpose of that game? Do you guys think like mm-hmm. in terms of I like improv, it's... what is it helping us do? What is it? Is there any point to it (laughs) i think there is um especially when you're on stage and you have to immediately think Mm -hmm. about what's in your hand Mm -hmm. because someone can put their hand out and you know and then your partner not realizing they actually haven't named Mm -hmm. what's in their hand that's yeah and then all of a sudden it's up to you and you're like oh crap it's a (laughs) apple (laughs) like you know what i mean right um it's one of those wonderful things because it could be they could be holding like what looks like a shotgun but Mm -hmm. in your head they did they they haven't named it but then in your head you're like it's a broom (laughs) right 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 right. yeah totally okay so helping you to think fast yeah Yeah, on your toes well and also to be to be able to give gifts to people um, on stage to be able you know to if i'm standing on stage and i'm like crap i don't know what's going on but somebody says um hi barbara why are you holding that candlestick right well i guess you shouldn't ask questions but Lovely candlestick you're holding. Yeah. Now it's a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like it gives it context, right? Exactly. And so now Absolutely. you have somewhere to go in the scene. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and to to give those random details to people really help people come oh up with gosh, words and yes. things to say. And it's kind of like when you're writing and you have a blank page and you can't come up with anything. Yeah. If, if you've just got Sometimes something. I just write descriptions of things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not like, this red lamp is shiny just red. I'm not like, wait, that has nothing to do with my scene. But right. I beautifully described a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And I think, too, um, it possibly could help us because I know you and I have been talking, Jess, about mm-hmm. this, about... You know, not fall, not slipping into sort of the uh, the predictable choice. Mm. You know, like mm. trying to think Absolutely. outside the box and making it more creative and mm-hmm. fun and like the like, whoa, the lash of a come? lover. Yeah, totally. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, just one more thing, because I'm just there. Yeah, um, absolutely. Please. Go, 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 go. I used it right before my audition the other night because I just auditioned to the industry of I don't know. Just to put that out in the universe, but um. I was trying to get out of my head. I, my problem is I'm in my head a lot. And this helped me when I'm focusing on trying to name this soda can to, you know, something that's totally not in the room and unrelated. It, it forces me out of my head to, mm, to, yeah, to yeah. be able to do a task. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, you know, becoming present for the stage. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. I agree. Yeah, anyway. That was my soda, right? I just took a sip out of it. Yes, yeah, that was yours. <laughs> that was yours. I, was I, I like, picked it up to. I know because I saw you hold it, and then Katie was like, "Oh, why did you drink out of it?" <laughs> <laughs> Don't touch my can. <laughs> we share here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just slap my hand. Um, so today's topic is. Oh gosh, and I feel like we've already talked about it a little bit, but the role of improv. Uh, the role of the improv community 
on kind of like a secondary topic of how improv affects your life off the stage. And I feel mm. like we've already sort of gotten into it. Yeah. Yeah. So just before I ask any questions, kind of in mind, when you think of the improv community, what first pops into your head? Um, what do I think about the improv community? Like, what is the role, like the role of the improv community? Um, I think it's honestly to, it's, and like I said, it's not just about like teaching people what improv is. Mm -hmm. It's also about boosting someone's confidence. It's about giving them, um, helping them rise from wherever they are to build that self-esteem to be on stage. Um, and not just be on stage, but also in their personal lives. Mm -hmm. Cause I think it really works out, um, in the business world. Um, even when you're with your lover. So. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I don't know the community or the connection that I, you know, feel with Reno improv is that, you know, you, it's not just the support that you're going to get on stage, but it's the support that, that everybody is giving to, uh, have Reno Improv continue. Mm -hmm. So whether it's, you know, volunteering to help with the cash box or something on show nights, or if you're teaching the playground, I'm, I think you guys get a little bit of money for that, but not a lot. So it's kind of, I know (laughs) you love it and you're, you know, you're doing it because you love it and you want to continue to build that community. And it's all that, all those efforts to put into one, it makes it such a strong community and oh, yeah. something that you want to continue to, to contribute to and to be a part of. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I also what comes to mind for me, too, is is that stuff happens on stage and then it's just gone. And if you don't have those moments to share with people who like have been there and seen you do other shows, those moments only live within you and live within one person but when you have a community that's constantly showing up for each other to each other's shows and, mm-hmm. and then then you have this shared experience that that where you can really make deeper connections so that you do feel comfortable going and oh, doing yeah. acting or doing comedy and or something you would never you know have the nerve to do again yeah. because you you feel like you have a community that supports you mm-hmm. um that's the, the first thing that pops in my head but yeah. Before we get too deep, um, we're gonna <laughs> we're you know just as an introduction there to our topic, but let's have a little history. Oh, okay. A little history lesson. Yeah. We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna have some segments in this podcast, you guys. Um, we're gonna talk about history, and we're uh, so you learn something every time, and we're also gonna talk, give you a word of the day, something that helps you um, to understand uh, the inner workings of improv a little better. Yeah. But Katie's going to do history. Okay. Well, hello class. Thank you for coming to the history class <laughs> of improv. No, just kidding. Um, I was a teacher before, so I have a teacher voice. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so I have been reading this book. I'm not done with it. So, but I've already gained so much knowledge just from the first, like, I haven't even gotten to the first hundred pages. I think I'm on page like 80 something. Um, but improv nation it's by Sam Wasson. Uh, and somebody told me it was on sale on Amazon recently, so I don't know if that's yes, still happening. But yeah, um, How We Made a Great American Art. Um, and so this author actually claims, and maybe not everybody uh, is is in agreement with this, but he basically boldly states that improv started in the United States. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of like jazz, right? That's another art form that started in the United States. So, um, and... He basically uh, says that Viola Spolin was sort of the mother, if you will, that gave birth to improv. And basically where that came from is she started, she studied under a sociologist, who I'm forgetting his name right now, um, that believed through play, um, you know, you could make connections. And she basically worked with immigrant children and a lot of the you know the immigrant children who are new to the United States who did not necessarily speak English they all spoke different languages so she had to figure out a way for them to connect with one another even though there was a language barrier and so she came up with these games much like some of the improv games like the one we just played um, and basically said to the children okay just play you know and who's the best at playing but children right they're the best they have no judgments and um so anyway so that's kind of how it it started and then her son paul um 
Oh, God. God help me. Paul Sills, sorry. Um, he ended up, he's the one who eventually ended up founding Second City. And so I'm not going to go into that right now, but that's sort of the connection there. Um, and it all started with his mom and these games that she played with these kids. And I, 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 I uh, pulled out some of the quotes um, from the book talking about Viola Spolin. Um, and here's just a couple that are real basic, but I thought that they were very um, true to even what improv is today and true to what my experience with Ibrahim has been so far. So I'm going to say these quotes and I, I kind of want to open it up and see what you guys think. If you can relate to them, if you're like, that's just a bunch of bullshit. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> fine for you to speak your mind. So one of the quotes is um, the games, you know, referring to Viola Spolin's games that she, she used with these immigrant children, the games really are a form of breaking the ego, which I think is a really powerful mm, concept. Yes. Um, and then sort of to tag on to that, I think this is the author saying the game feed freed, sorry, the game freed truthful behavior. Mm. So I'm just wondering if you guys can relate to that in doing improv, you know, when you're doing games or just doing improv, because mm. you're always finding, trying to find the game, even in long form improv. Uh, absolutely. Um, the one that resonates a lot uh, with me is the games really are a form of breaking the ego. Mm. Oh my gosh. Um, I re and like I said earlier, um, I was, I was afraid when I first went to my first, uh, to my first meetup for playground. Um, and it's because it humbled me and it made me realize like, bitch, you're not that great. Like, <laughs> like you need to let other people talk, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then when I came back the second time I realized Oh, I need to show support. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it was, and like, that was that breaking of that ego. Oh my gosh, yeah. it broke me um, to <laughs> in a <tears>. good way. <laughs> oh, really? No, not tears, but oh, okay. um, but it it really made me. Oh, I'm so sorry. Okay. Um, it made me realize that I, I'm not just by myself on a stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not the. It's like not classical theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, there's it's a shared space. Mm -hmm. It's a shared stage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, for right. sure. And learning to share again as an adult yeah. is a big deal. We get yeah. like you have to share your crayons. And oh gosh, that makes me think of coming from. Well, you said you got into comedy because of improv. Mm -hmm. You got into improv because of comedy. Uh, I I see a lot of comedians have a hard time giving giving that up. Mm -hmm. um, not because they intend to, but because they're so, when they're on stage, they're used to being the center of attention. Oh, yeah. They have and that so ego. They a have lot of them ego. do. Um, That's why warming up is so important. Oh, like, my gosh, yes. Like, playing these games, they sound stupid, like, zip, 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 you know, like, <laughs> like great, we can we can go in order. Wonderful. But, I mean, what it is, is, is doing exactly that. It's it's not. It's giving up that, that ego. Yeah, it's focusing right. on other. Mm -hmm. Right, you're passing it to somebody Absolutely. else, literally, right? Beautifully said, yes. right? But yeah, and I, I would say too, you know, I think the concept of the ego, and I, I talked a lot about this with my comedy teacher, Kat Simmons, by the way, who's an amazing comedy teacher. If you ever want to get into stand up comedy, um, she's a great person, she's here local, uh, she lives in Gardnerville, um, but um, she always would talk about the ego, and mm. She talked more about it in the sense of fear. So you mentioned fear, Chris. Oh, yeah. And um, in that, that is the ego as well, trying mm -hmm. to protect us and tell us, hey, you got to stay away from this shit because it's going to destroy you. And oh, so yeah. I'm here to protect you. And But what ends up happening, especially, you know, as a performer, is that can inhibit you, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we talked about getting in our heads and it's like, what are, what does that mean? It's talking, it's listening to that voice in our head that's saying, oh, you better sit back. You better, you better stand back. You better not do this because this is scary. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And yeah. I think, I think that that has helped me. Uh, improv has helped me too, to sort of be like, okay, thanks ego, but mm -hmm. I got this and, and, and I'm just going to do what I do and see what happens. I'm just going to let go. Mm. So, um, that's, that's been a powerful experience for me. That makes yeah. me think of a little meme that I put on my Facebook page. Oh, you did? Um, yeah, it said, it said, in order to be good at something, you have to first be willing to be bad at it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. Oh. And, and I think that that's exactly what they're talking about when they say ego is the ego mm. is trying to, like you said, protect you. And, and you don't want that feeling of embarrassment. But when you get up on, in a supported environment, you have the freedom to fail. 
Yeah. Uh, so, so and they it's can. wonderful yeah. feeling when you when you realize you can succeed with that with that failure. Yeah. Because right. um, I I protected my ego, um, in a way where I was just starting to close people off because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I need to protect myself, protect mm-hmm. myself, because I've I've had rejection from Hollywood. Mm. Um, you know, being um, you know, someone who's an immigrant and Asian, mm. you know, I've been told things that you know I feel like should never be told to anybody. Yeah. Um. And so when I first got to Reno Improv, I, you know, feeling that humility, mm-hmm. um, was, was probably like a really great thing for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, because then I didn't act like a little, what was it from Lord of the Rings? Um, Smeagol. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I, I like, yeah. I, I treated my ego like it was like some diamond ring. Right. Um, yeah. And I think we all do that to some, some extent. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I'm curious, based on what you just said, what? How do you feel about the words like freed truthful behavior? Do you feel like you can be truthful on stage? Oh my gosh, yes! Now I can, mm-hmm. um, and it's so freeing just to not have to really think anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if you guys want to share your experiences, but um, now when and this has happened, um, and it happens beautifully now, where I'll go on stage. And I have no idea what the hell I'm, I'm saying until, like, I hear the words come from someone else's mouth. And I was like, oh, my God, I said that. <laughs> and, like, it just comes out organically. And yeah. I'm not even thinking anymore. Right. And then, like, I, I pretty much I validate what I said because they said it. And then now I'm saying it, too. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if that makes sense. But. Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. Actually, absolutely. I think it's that that freedom. I think it's that freedom to fail. That yeah. then you can just do whatever, oh, and then yeah. it just comes out, and it's you shock yourself mm-hmm. when you're like, "Oh crap, I just said that," and it was. I mean, not to be like, oh, "It was brilliant," but it's like it's working. It's not because you know we've all been in that place too, where we get in a stuck scene, oh, and yeah. you're like, "What oh, am I? Sure. What is coming out of my? What crap is coming out of my?" Mouth? Until, right like, the other person realizes you're like, you just said right people of your eye. And I was like, <laughs> and said it in a really weird way. I think I, I, I was in a scene with you, uh, Jesse, and I, I said that in a really weird way. And then you were like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. of course. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's right. not, it doesn't mean that, oh, yeah, now we're freed from the shackles of all mistakes. But, you know, we're still going to have maybe bad moments or stuck scenes. Oh, yeah. But, but the, the the beauty of it is is that you don't have to exist there forever. That it you no, can really yeah, and Jesse and I have talked about this is that you can truly you know people always talk about living in the moment and it's like well what the fuck does that mean um, you know and and I think that improv has that has given me a tangible oh yeah example of really feeling what that actually means because to me it means letting go. That's all it means. Living in the moment just means letting Let go. go. And so you fuck up or you don't have a great scene or you say something weird or you go <laughs> left and talk about dead puppies or something and then and then it's gone and it's okay. Then that doesn't mean that the next thing you do There's can't another be scene after Exactly. That. Exactly. Right. Just yeah. like life. Yeah. There's uh, another life. There's another <laughs> oh wait. No. Hold on. <laughs> I feel like this kind of segues back into our topic for the day. Yes. Um, really well. There was one question I had. Um, in improv, there's supposed to be no bad ideas. So whatever you say becomes reality. Um, can you think of any, like, practical tools that people can use or or experiences that you've had um, to support ideas that you don't really feel are that great mm. or to pivot, um, you know, away from controversial ground? Or if there's, there's a place... Like, how do you support someone even when you don't necessarily personally support what just came out of their mouth? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I think that it can be difficult, but um, I think for me, what works is going, and this is coming from, uh, I'm, because and all of us took this. Oh no, you didn't. Sorry, but we talked a lot about it. Sorry, Jesse, that sounded horrible. I missed Rizowski. I know, and I'm, I'm, I'm so I love David yeah. Rizowski. came you. and listening. Yes, yes. came to uh, the Reno Improv and did a workshop that I hear was amazing. Yeah, and I'm kicking myself for not. It going was a three we'll day. Yeah, it was Come a three back. day workshop, and it was very intensive. It was all day for three days, amazing. and. 
Um, he he's an intense fellow. I mean, oh he would gosh. just look at you and be like, "Shut the fuck up!" Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but like in a beautiful, but way. in a beautiful way, which made you listen. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so I I use because that was pretty recently, and that's mm-hmm. what really helped me recently with my improv. I think the most um, uh, to use some of what he teaches, which one of the main things for me was point of view. So don't lose your point of view. So if the other person oh says something left or whatever then just keep with your point of view um double down double down double down don't Mm -hmm. just let go of it i mean unless it's going to deny what's you know obviously Mm -hmm. there's going to be exceptions but Mm -hmm. um and there's something else but i can't remember um well uh one thing so if somebody were to bring for example like let's beat on dead puppies it's not really about beating on dead puppies it's about that relationship yeah so mm-hmm. then all of a sudden there's um i believe it's uh, a, a MacGuffin, um and then it's no longer about beating dead puppies thank god um <laughs> and then it becomes that relationship like i don't like it when you beat dead puppies right, right. like what happened yeah. what's going on Let's not also i don't want to be married to you no more like yeah, you right, know right. If, if it was that kind of relationship yeah, totally yeah you focus it back on the relationship yeah, yeah exactly. it's always about the relationship mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Yales. What right. do you have? Do you have uh, Um, any... You know, I wrote that question without an answer to it myself. Well, maybe because you were seeking answers. Maybe I'm okay. seeking answers, but, uh, you that's know. That's called being a great reporter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Ask the questions that you have. Right. Yeah. I, other I people, do. other inquiring minds want to know. I do. And I've, I've been <laughs> other people are curious. I've yeah. been on that place on stage, too, where I've... Um, if people don't follow the rules, so the, the first mm. rule is there are no rules, right? So sometimes people don't Ish. follow the rules. So. <laughs> yeah. And you get upset, yeah, and okay, then that no, gets let's me. Let's ask my that head. question. Yeah. Do are there rules in improv? Um, to an extent, I believe. Um, if you so, for example, if you were to go on stage, and someone and so for example if you said something like oh this living room is amazing and then somebody just comes out and says like we're not in a living room this is an airport and then now you have to like your brain is starting to jump on like oh uh, now I sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, now I have to play a crazy well, person. Well, this is my living room because I live in the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Or this, you have to justify it. Like, you have to justify it now. Um, and then sometimes in those scenes... So that like, would be denial, probably, is what yes. we would call that. Um, that's denial, but even if people deny you, whatever people say, that is the new reality. That is you the new reality. You don't deny them back. Right. Um, yeah. And then that's yeah, kind and of so your that's, job. Yeah, and so that's the rule that. of... Sorry, I'm just trying to name these rules and then you can go ahead... But um, that's the rule, the classic rule of yes and, right? Yes. The yes, and then you add to it. So, yeah. So it's it's one of those things where your your scene partner comes completely left field on you, and you're like, oh my gosh, now I have to be able to to say something that justifies that, but also I don't want to start fabricating random things because right. then you're just then it's not truthful. Then it's not, it's not true. truthful anymore. Well, and uh, that kind of brings me back to the role of the improv community. In the improv community, there's going to be people who are new, there's Mm -hmm. going to be people who are intermediate, and there's going to be people who are really good at it. And if the people who are really good at it only want to play with other people who are really good at it, Mm -hmm. then the younger people will never grow. You know, I really enjoy playing with the two of you because you're more experienced than I am. You're great too. Um, I, I oh well, I'm not saying I'm not great. I'm pretty awesome, <laughs> but <laughs> I've only been awesome. doing it six months where you guys have been doing it longer. Um, so naturally, We're not that much longer. Like yeah, think, really I think it not. Was like a, I, I, for me, it's about it's been a year and maybe six months. Okay. it's the same for you, right? I don't, yeah, because uh, we were we were very close. Like, in we the were way. darn close. I like, think you guys were right after we graduated yeah. third level, and then you guys were right. Yeah, because then you joined ATR yeah. right after. So it was probably like, you're probably like a year and four months. And like, I'm only two months older than her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were, bef- were you before me? I don't uh, know. No, I'm after you. you. Okay. I think I was after you, right? Okay. I don't know. Oh, oh, we're all in this together um, now. Yeah. Yes. Um, but I guess my point is, is something that I'm learning is to not get so frustrated with people that don't do it right your job no matter whether they do it right or wrong is to support whatever it is that they are doing mm-hmm. and uh, that's something that took me a minute mm-hmm. i'm gonna be honest it yeah. took me a minute to not um kind of get upset 
when they're not doing what I think they should do with what I am saying. It's and, and it's, it's one of those yeah. things you just have to seriously brush it off. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, brush it off because like like what we were saying like there's going to be another scene mm -hmm. and that's going to be a better scene. Right. Well, and, the, and, and learning how to do that is. helps you in life too. There's a lot of stuff I'm letting go in life that I normally would hang on to and ruminate over and you know yeah. that helps my anxiety. It really does. Mm -hmm. To be like, you know what? That happened and it's okay. Yeah. Like, just let it let it go or, you know, support it or right. Take the higher road. I know totally. sometimes when I spill shit on like on my floor, I'm all like, I'm not gonna clean that up. <laughs> not gonna do it. I'm gonna oh let it go. Oh my god, I can only imagine what you're. Playing. I know my husband's all like, "What the hell? Why'd you leave this on the floor?" I don't know. I let it go. <laughs> I just let it go. Just, I didn't cry over spilled milk. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, I I, I agree, and uh, you know, I think too, like, admittedly, I can be, and you know, I want to control the situation. You oh, know, yeah. and that's ego too. That's your and ego. And that's totally improv. Totally mm -hmm. is like, nope. <laughs> nope. If you try to do that, you actually end up being the asshole and the one that mm -hmm. ruins oh the scene. Gosh, right. you really so do. not you. Sorry. <laughs> you. <laughs> you. No, not you. <laughs> but oh um, yeah. But I, I wanted to really quick mention because there is a a part in this book mm -hmm. where um, let's see. Flicker and May, one of the originators, too, of improv, um, one of the original improvisers, um, and, and this, again, is from Improv Nation. Flicker, um, and, they, Flicker and May? Is Flicker that and a... May are their last names. Okay. Um, and they sit down at one point, and they call these kitchen table rules. They sit down, oh. and they, they actually wrote three rules. So, of course, okay. the first one was don't deny, which we already just... Love talked about right so and it says if seven is if somebody says he has a bunny in his hands he has a bunny in his hands <laughs> right yes right freaking bunny okay yeah um and then number two is whenever possible make a strong choice oh my right? gosh That's love that good yeah the less obvious the better which we talked a little bit about too at the beginning of this podcast and then number three is you which i think is interesting and i'm not sure because i feel like Rosowski kind of um parts ways with this one a little bit you are you what you think of, of as your character this is in quotes character in quotes is really just a magnified piece of you therefore on stage be you uh, i feel like there's two beliefs yeah. of that oh, no. one. do you have a i uh you know i think that that can be interpreted a lot of different ways but i think i think all that's saying is of course you're not playing yourself yeah. But you can't separate yourself from your mind and what comes into your mind first. So if I look at something like in our game and say, you know, soda can, I think that's a metal grate. Um, you know, like that is coming from from, from somewhere inside of me. Mm. Like those are my visions and my memories mm. that I'm able to turn that soda can into a metal grate. I don't even know where that freaking came from. Yeah. And but, I think, sorry. Okay. No, I was just going to just kind of tag on to that to say, I think when it comes to emotions, too, mm -hmm. I've noticed that sometimes if I feel in some sort of way, like I can use that oh, yeah. in my scene and choose that emotion. Um, so I feel like that, too, is also can be me. But mm -hmm. and I want to talk about Rosowski, too, but I want to hear about what you have to say. Oh, um no, I absolutely agree with both of your um, both of your statements, and it's one of those really wonderful things. Like, so if you are feeling a little mad, like yeah. you don't don't be scared to be mad on stage mm -hmm. because that's a real emotion. Mm -hmm. And then uh, all of a sudden, you have like a weird British accent, so now you're <laughs> a mad British person. Um, <laughs> well, and it's going back to like true. Then it's true. Yeah. It's truer because yeah. it's, it's it's that's your emotion, right? Yeah. I guess you don't want, you got to be careful though because if you're really mad, you might just like. Well, go left maybe yeah. maybe it could help you too like if if the situation that you're in maybe your character comes to sort of some kind of understanding about about why he's mad maybe that could help turn your you know turn your I just, you know, um, anger into something else i'm so sorry um i just have a really great example so um what was that saturday um i was feeling very political during our oh my god yeah um, and that's the reason why yeah, and this I was, is America. This America. is America, and all of a sudden that became the theme of oh our gosh, show. The whole night. Was yeah, like, that was something that was already that was, brewing inside. Yeah, you. that was already brewing inside me because I was, you know, I was on Twitter too long, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no, America's going down." Um, 
<laughs> all of a sudden, it just started coming out on stage, Houston, and I was like, we have oh. a problem!" <laughs> like all of a sudden, and I was like, "Oh no!" But it became like an actual wonderful thing. Yeah, and it, it was true to your character too. It was the, true to my. Character. It was a little oh no though, because it did teeter on because like yeah. racism was brought yeah. up, and so there was mm. some sensitive topics that yeah. kind of got brought up and it was but like it uh-oh. became a MacGuffin. It did. Yeah, it, did. it became a wonderful MacGuffin because yeah. I was I was in a um very okay, sad political place. MacGuffin? I, I that was a Rosowski term. That was a um yeah, yeah that's something we learned from him. Yeah. Um but a MacGuffin is also um so it could be so the the scene can start as a, a start out as one thing, like I said, like with um it could be about um it could be a, you guys are initiating a scene as like cleaning the kitchen, but it's not really about cleaning the kitchen. It's right. the MacGuffin is where something, um, mm-hmm. something else appears and you're like, this okay. is what it's, it's really like about your relationship. Really, it's like the juicy stuff. The juicy yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. And, uh, were you, no, go ahead. I was just going to mention because there is an opposing, Rosalski does kind of present a, an opposing view to this BU on stage because mm-hmm. he separates the actor from the individual. Yes. Which is and kind of cool. so, yeah, and he talks a lot about what the actor would want. So, in other words, like if you're having a scene, say, with maybe somebody you don't love, <laughs> let's say, and so your natural reaction is to want to de- deny them, well, then you don't have any business being on stage. Right. And he would, and he says that he's mm-hmm. like, you don't have any fucking business bringing your crap and your baggage and your bullshit on yep. stage. Um, you are an actor. And Mm -hmm. so you need to think about what the actor Actor wants. wants. So if you're having a scene as the actor, how do you want your partner to react to you Mm -hmm. instead of sort of getting, letting your personal feelings get in the way? So I, I I tend to agree with that too. And kind of picking that statement. No, and I really do like that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's beautifully said. And I really do like that. How Rosowski, um, stated that we are actors. I mean, there's some improvisers who are just like now coming in and they they don't realize that they're actors on stage mm-hmm. like and you are you are an actor you're you're no longer a lawyer right. like you are an actor on stage yeah. who is improvising with a group of, of other people actors. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right of other actors yeah absolutely sure cool good stuff let's move, move right along um should we do should we do you want another question or do you want another lesson Let's let's, do. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a break and do uh, the, the improv word of the day. Yes. Okay. So there were conflicting um, stuff online about this. <laughs> oh. Um, uh, so tell me what you... Okay, so the word of the day is beat. So what is beat? And so, you know, when I first looked it up, it was like any kind of major moment that you yep. can remember in a show. But uh, this one website says that a beat is a moment in which the player has the impression that the running scene ends, must end, or will be ending. Mm. Um, and I, you know, okay, so this might be if the scene has reached a climax. There was a gag that kind of caused mm-hmm. a, a big laughter. Um, in the regular flow of a scene, when one asks himself a question, uh, the question can be explained through insertion, in particular by spelling out. I don't know what that means. Mm. You know what that means? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> Let's move on. Basic questions. <laughs> ask, basic questions. We have Google for so, that. <laughs> so what I think they're saying is that there's, within one scene, there mm. can be kind of several different moments. And kind of like that oh, yeah. moment ended and we're on to it. I don't think it means like that the scene itself will be ending but like that moment in the scene has has had its place and we're moving on you know to elevate the scene you kind of have to move to a different place it's um, how I would take it. uh, yeah it's the bubble uh popping um but also works another Rosowski idea. <laughs> we love you I know um, we're obsessed <laughs> um but uh it's it also really works very well in narrative works so well in narrative because there are those beats in a narrative mm-hmm. but it also can come in a smaller scale of a single scene um because you are waiting for that bubble to burst and there's that beat mm-hmm. um and you you will feel it because you'll have an emotion to it and you're like hmm that made me not so great but also 
I'm going to react to that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's, um, I do understand where it says like a gag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, and I think of that just to use a stand-up comedy concept as the punchline and yes. the moment that maybe you edit to mm-hmm. that scene, if there's mm-hmm. editing going on, depending on what format you're doing. Or perhaps there's a cutaway or so, another yeah. actor Or another, an, exactly, or a tag or something. Some, something else needs to be introduced to, mm-hmm. to yeah. yeah, like you just—I—I I don't know what it is, but you just it's feel abstract. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just feel it, and you're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. someone yeah. said something, and I feel something towards right. it." Yes. <laughs> so if, emotion. If the immediate interruption after a beat is missing, it may occur that the tension curve of the scene drastically goes down, becoming uninteresting or boring. So if you don't recognize that, like that's kind of the end of that moment, mm. and and introduce on. something new, it is. It can drag on. Then it's very good point. It's like okay, you're dragging this beat out. It was over. Yeah. Like something neat something uh, that needed to, to be edited like two minutes ago. Right. Um. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. Right. Hello, people. Where's um, my team? Yeah. Hello. Yeah, um, it but says beginners often do not recognize the beat yet, or they don't dare interrupt the scene, even if they feel the impulse. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I, I definitely, I think, I think there's a key word here too, which is tension. Yes. I think tension um, in any comedy is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, you know, I, I think, and that can be built by heightening. Oh yeah. I mean, it can be built by silence who I think Casey, by the way, oh, one of our gosh. team members at Reno improv, Casey Evans. he does an amazing job with that. He doesn't think he does of course, but he really does we an amazing <laughs> job with silence. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he just lets it, I mean, oh, a lot so of us, I don't so know about good. you guys, it's, but I always want to fill in the silence. He does, um, he does a really great job of, um, Mr. Rizowski. I know. Um, sitting in it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, yes. Another person, it. Another Slowing per- it down. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was it doesn't always have to be so fast-paced. No. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, I was going right. to say something, so that's but that idea... That was, a, that was, that was kind of like deep. a hard one. It's a kind of an abstract one. Yeah, yeah it right. is. So that was good. That's yeah. a really good word of the day, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have time for about one more question on the topic of the day, and then... Okay. And then we'll um, we'll let you go, Chris. Um, let's do this one. Uh, what is the role of competition among improvisers, um, and how can competition be used constructively? Oh yeah. Um. Um. I mean, that is a tough one because I feel like. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, we're in this loving community and we support each other and we do, but then, um, you know, we're also all performers yep. and we, whether we like to admit it or not, you know, why are we doing this? I mean, we all like to be on stage and we get something out of, you know, the audience applauding or laughing, fill that black, dark hole (laughs) inside our souls. Um, so, you know, as much as I do feel a community camaraderie, a support, um, you know, I mean, I think it's only being real and honest to say, yeah, I mean, sometimes I'm like, Oh, I'm not as good as that person. Um, or, you know, whatever, there is a competitive, thing that rises up it's usually again usually in the form of my ego (laughs) so I don't know what do you think Chris yeah for me it's uh it's most oh man I hate to say it It is mostly my ego but uh (laughs) it it is it's mostly my ego um where for me when I leave a scene it's mostly all internal competition yeah myself like why haven't I grown Mm -hmm. more Why, why didn't I notice that why didn't I um, so it's not really a competition between like me and Katie mm-hmm. or me and Jess, mm-hmm. uh, Jesse. Um, it's, it's not that it's mm-hmm. for me, it's more internal, right. um, competition where I'm like, oh man, I can't, you know, I can't live up to somebody who's been doing it for like 10 years. Right. Like, and then it makes me want to grow. Yeah. Right, right. Like it forces me to. Right. Kind of like personal best. And oh, yeah. Of focusing on other people. You guys are both um, competing in the duo competition as part of Art Council. No, actually, month. I am not. You're um, not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I am supporting. <laughs> supporting. So I guess this question would be for you. Um, what do you, th- how do you think it feels to compete against people who are supposed to be a part of your community who you're supposed to be supporting? Do you, I mean, you still mm-hmm. want to win, right? <laughs> but at the same... Um, 
I think at this point, I, I don't know. I mean, I would say I don't want to win. (laughs) And I say that because, um, because I just view it. I mean, listen, the way that the competition is set up, which I only just learned this past weekend was, you know, you start out doing really short two, three minute scenes. And then as they eliminate teams, you have to do 10 to 15 minutes. And at the end you do like 20 to 25 minutes. And it's just one scene with one (laughs) other person and yourself. And so that seems super daunting. I mean, but also challenging in a good way. So I'm focused, at least for this competition, I'm focused on that. And I think, you know, too, like Chris was saying, because this happens with stand-up comedy, I think a lot more because it is at least much more visibly competitive. Mm -hmm. And um, so that's where, you know, I try to focus, and it's not always easy for me, but try to focus on my goals and not try to compare myself to others and not, you know, because everybody's different. Everybody has something to bring to the table. Nobody else has any, nobody else has what I have to bring to the table. Nobody else has what you have to bring to the table. You know, it's just, and so just to try to focus on that, um, even though, of course, I mean, I'm sure we all have moments where we see somebody and we're like, God, why can't I just be like that? They're so amazing. Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, because that's that's them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So just reminding myself of that. And building um, for me, it's uh, more about learning to build connections, um, like really connecting with that other person on stage. And that's oh, where I yeah. am. Um, where I'm at right now is um, building connection with that person, because sometimes like. I don't feel it mm-hmm. and I have to fake, fake it. it. And I'm like, Ooh, I wish fake it came until you make it. Yeah. Like I, I wish and it sometimes came. you don't make it. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you don't make it because like, that scene fails. Yeah, I know. Um, and then you're like, okay, th- I've learned something from that. Like I, either I wasn't listening or I wasn't. Um, and I really don't mm-hmm. like that term. Like I have your back. Um, because I want to be able to listen to you. I want to be able to hear you. I want to, you know, really hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be able to see you, feel you. Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of, I think I learned that from Wazowski. Um, <laughs> did I? I'm not um, just looking for ways to save you or help yeah, you. I'm, I'm looking like, for ways to lift you up and, yeah. and hear you and understand what's, yeah. where you're at. Um, be with you. Yeah. To be really with that person and to really make that connection. And I want to be able to, to do it to a point where, I'm making connections with every single person I'm on stage with. But is that possible though? I mean, sometimes it's, it's, you know, cause I, I feel like just in life, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. you connect better, better with others, you know, some people more than others. I, know. I don't know what you guys think about that. Cause in my you know, personal life. No. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah. I, it's a little bit harder because you know, of that's, that's the reality of things, right. you know, but when I'm on stage, like, I want to be able to connect mm-hmm. in that way where mm-hmm. I can literally, that's my goal. That's right, my own right. personal goal. Like, I want to be able to I throw anybody at me mm-hmm. and I can connect. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing to see on stage because mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen people who are like, damn, I thought that was going to go really badly. But <laughs> you just connected in a way that I was not expecting. Yeah. 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 One thing that stuck out to me uh, the other night that Tim Mahoney said, who is another great um, teacher over at the Reno Improv, he said, look, this is not a competition that we're doing. There is no competition in improv. This is a show about a competition. Yeah. So at the end of the day, we're all supporting everybody because mm-hmm. we're all here to put this show on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, That's you know, if, you know, don't get stuck in your ego about whether you win or not. It's right. not really about that. Mm-hmm. So I, something mm-hmm. to add there. Um, let's let's finish up here because we've been here about an hour. Um, actually, when I said hour, I think we just passed the hour mark. So <laughs> let's um, let's do some shameless promotion. You want to do some shameless promotion? Sure. Um, oh, me? Nope. Nope. <laughs> let's do. Uh, yeah, I think Chris, uh, uh, if people want to want to find you, if they want to follow oh, your stuff, yes. if they want to um, know what the heck I you're just doing. created a Facebook page. Uh, the, the real Chris. I know someone. Uh, someone was telling me, and when I say someone, I mean my husband. Um, my husband's <laughs> like, you really need to start promoting yourself. Um, so uh, yeah, check out my Facebook page at Chris, uh, the real Chris Thigpen. Um, I also have uh, an I, I, IG or Instagram, uh, the real Chris Thigpen, or <laughs> I know it's all the same, um, or Twitter uh, at uh, Chris uh, Chris A Thigpen, um, uh, and then I soon will have a website that's uh, coming soon. Uh, <laughs> 
I think we will put all those in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and then um, you can also catch me at uh, Reno Tahoe Comedy. Um, I also perform a lot with uh, Katie at Reno uh, Reno Improv. I'm so bad at telling the address. Do uh, oh, geez. we'll find it and put it in Willow the show notes. Street. Yeah. That's yeah. I know. I don't know what the number. I know is. it's Willow Street. I'm so terrible. It's off and Wells. we've been there. Yeah, it's Wells and <laughs> right Willow. next to the Aikido place. Yeah, come and see us. It's uh, well, especially for July. Um, we have a show every Friday at 8 p.m. And then we have two shows um, on Saturdays. Uh, we also have the playground and the workshops. Uh, please come to all of those if you can. So the workshops are at uh, 10 a.m. to 12. Uh, playground is always on Saturdays at 6.30. Um, and then, like I said, for just for our town uh, for the July, for, for July, it's um, Saturdays. from uh, it's eight. We have a show at 8 p.m. And then we have Duo Prov at 10 p.m. So please, uh, please show support. But on our regular... Um, our regular showings, like, you know, past Art Town and past July, uh, it's every Saturday at 8 p.m. Um, and if you pay uh, to get into Playground, uh, it's only $5. That $5 actually takes you into the actual show, so you only have to pay once. So what you're saying is that people can get a whole night of improv, hours and hours of improv for only $5? Plus? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that sounds no amazing. Way. It is amazing. <laughs> it's too good to be true. Um, okay. Well, one last question. Um, this podcast is called for the love of improv. So our final question is what do you love most about improv, Chris? Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. Um, even though it was by chance, I love that it just became a tribe of amazing talented people and they've accepted me into that tribe like you know how people say like you need to find your village um i found a tribe uh that's beautiful uh thank you so much for coming on yeah it was a pleasure thank you for having me yeah this has been for the love of improv we want to thank you for tuning in if you would like to join the conversation you can find our website at fortheloveofimprov.com and don't forget that life is a stage so get out there and perform the hell out of it Come on, ladies! Love of improv, improv, for the love of improv, improv. improv.